This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Pepper spray haircuts. A Tinder competition. Man poses as ghost to woo a woman. Dave's favorite cub of all time. And Rick's brush with celebrity Robert Urich. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. We're, uh, we're well past 100 episodes now. <laughs> 104, baby. Yeah, I think this is 105. Oh, 105? Yeah. Mm. Um, and just as a warning, we won't be on next week. No, big trip to Canada, Rick. Uh, the family, uh, the kids were pining yeah. to leave the country. So dad went on MapQuest and figured out the cheapest way to leave the country. <laughs> and that will be via Toronto. And then we're going to take a little trip to Niagara Falls. Okay. Uh, we're going to stop in Ann Arbor on the way to uh, Canada and yeah. eat at that deli. Jinkelman's or whatever. Zinkerman's. Yeah. Going to eat there. And then, uh, and then afterwards, we're going to... Go around the lake and go to Cleveland for a couple of days and visit family. So it's wow. yeah. So I will be on the road for an entire week. So you, school has not started yet for your girl. Uh, second day after Labor Day. Okay. And I, for one, am looking forward to that day. <laughs> yeah, my uh, kids are back in school now, yeah. so uh, I'm I'm in a uh, in a really good place. Right <laughs> it's now. it's like the honeymoon period right yeah. now, right? You know, yeah. and hopefully it'll last nine months, right? Basically, that's my hope. I mean, uh, uh, we've got uh, we bought a new car this mm-hmm. week, and then when I say I new in the car, um, I mean a 1995 Oldsmobile that was literally driven by a little old lady. Yeah, I yeah. just my my wife just called before we started. And ask for the mileage on the odometer for, for the, the insurance. For the insurance, yeah. thirty-four thousand miles. <laughs> That's unbelievably awesome. So, figure out, uh, do the math for me on that. So it's so it's twenty-four years, right? It was ninety-five. Is that we know? Twenty-three years. Years, yeah. And thirty, how many? Thirty-four thousand miles. So what is that? Fifteen hundred miles a year. Basically, <laughs> that's that's fantastic, and it's in great shape. It it's, was great I shape. mean, it's beautiful. It's white. Mm-hmm. It's a Cutlass Supreme uh, Oldsmobile. Uh, the radio only goes to; they only plays "Find Young Cannibals." Well, actually, it's only an AM radio, right. but there is a cassette deck. That's so. is there not no A track? No A track. No, but if you uh, have any cassettes, please let me know because I don't think I have any left. Uh, I. Sure, I. You know what I have on cassette? I have air checks of our old show in Champagne. That's that. That's the last thing I have uh, on cassette. I'm surprised that's not available on Amazon. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. Uh, I'm sure it is, but it's probably recorded off the original cassette uh, master. Well, yeah, we have to remaster those, and well, we can play it on the podcast here, can't we? Do we own the rights to that? Uh, what? What is WPG? You going to come <laughs> after us? Yeah. Um, they. Well, I hope Tommy drives the car in good good health tell him not to not to text and drive at the same time yeah well he's not a texter you know he's he's a tweeter yeah but tell him not to tweet while while driving i will i will Uh, all right so hey uh you know we have uh a couple of technical uh issues today uh we we had a guest scheduled his name is dobie maxwell great comedian um 
But Dave, why are we not having Dolby on? This well, show? Rick got a new phone. Now you're what is this? An iPhone XS or something? It's, what is a, it? it's an eight. And you know how they have the adapter now. It's not just like the regular adapter where you just plug in right. the thing. So I had to bring my adapter to so to facilitate that, and I right. brought the wrong adapter. Brought so, the wrong adapter. So Dolby is right now, as we're speaking, trying to figure out Skype to do it. And we think that there is a 0% chance he's going to be able to figure 3%. it out. 3%. Let's say 3.5%. Okay. So it's possible that he'll be at the end of the show, but more than likely we're going to have to pass on the uh, minutia minute, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Dolby will be on on a future broadcast. Yes. He's, he's going on a cruise tomorrow, right? Right. Right, so okay. he, he's unavailable for a while, but oh, we'll have him on before the okay. end of the year. Whatever. Um, so you want to roll, uh, get right into it, buddy? Okay, here we go. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. So, Rick, you may not be aware of this, but Germans can be a vindictive bunch. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, have you, so you've heard. So I was just talking to my good buddies, Russia and Poland, uh-huh. about it. They they they, they uh, reemphasize that that's a possibility. This beautiful piece of minutia uh, comes from the picturesque town of Bremen. 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 Uh, have you ever northern, been to northern Germany? Yeah, it's a beautiful city. Is it a seaport? No. Uh, yes, it's it, right it by is. the sea. Okay. Well, a thirty-four-year-old man, and they withheld his name, so let's just call him. Uh, Ludwig Hans. von Kulkinauschkin. <laughs> so Ludwig uh, went and got his haircut and ended up getting upset by it. He didn't like the haircut. Okay. okay. So what Ludwig did is he left the hair salon and comes back two hours later with firecrackers and pepper spray. Well, you know, <laughs> absolutely. If it's not a nice haircut. What uh, are you supposed to do? So Ludwig then ends up using the firecrackers and the pepper spray to attack his 53-year-old stylist, name withheld, so let's call her Helga Unschgaubenfauben. You're a racist. (laughs) Right, so he comes back, he lights the firecrackers, throws them into the hair salon, does the pepper spray, and then he gets arrested at the Bremen uh, uh, train station and is under investigation for dangerous assault and in violation of the Explosive Act. Now, let's be honest, Germans... Yeah. There should be no explosives whatsoever in that town or in that, in that cold country. I think there probably is a law against it just in general uh, um, amongst Germans. It's been some time since we've talked about Nazis on this show. Yes. It I has. mean, it's been it's and I think it's long overdue. Don't you think we should have a little well, Nazi thing? You know what? I still have our Nazi uh, our Nazi audio. Would you like to hear that? Well, then and then fire up the quiz one, too. OK. Wow. Yeah. You're asking. This for is a, a Nazi quiz. All right. A Nazi quiz. It's a Nazi quiz. It's a Nazi. It's a Nazi haircut quiz. Oh my god! Okay. All right. Here, first the Nazi one. Okay. Did Dave really find another story about Nazis? Another one. (laughs) And then the quiz. Here's the quiz. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right. So, in Ludwig's defense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Germans are not known for good haircuts. Well, let me just say this before you get into the quiz. I had uh, an issue with the German that used to cut my hair. Okay. Um, And his name was Peter Kempfer. He was my (laughs) grandfather. Okay. All right. And he was one of your people. Okay. not Jews, bald. Bald. Okay. He was bald. Okay. And I felt like, yeah. as a, what do as you know, a, as a child of uh, locks, of yeah. many locks, of flowing, <laughs> right, right. luxurious locks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which that, you still have, by the way. Well, I mean, thank you. But uh, he hated me because of my great hair. You were a full head. And I'm a full head. 
and he was in charge of of right. cutting it. Yeah, so. and so it was like you know. <laughs> Up, up one side, down the other. You right, know, it sure. looked like somebody took a hatchet to my head. Yeah, and, and so I understand Ludwig's anger in Bremen. Uh, where is Peter Comfort's grave? Um, he is at uh, All Saints Cemetery okay. in. Uh, is it Arlington Heights or what? in uh, Des Plaines. Okay, so I'm going to go and get some flowers to put because I think it's awesome that he did that <laughs> to you. Um, well, it, like I said, it's no surprise or it's no secret. And again, this is bipartisan. I'm not. There's no agenda here, political agenda. Right. But can we agree both sides of the aisle that the Nazis had terrible haircuts back in the 40s? I think we can agree the Nazis were terrible. Okay. All right. Good. Well, what I did, and I'm not sure how this is going to translate on being on the radio or a podcast, but I cropped and here you go there's five pictures of nazis but i took here take the take the paper and i took off all i did is their haircuts okay Okay. so there's no eyes there's no nose i cropped so it's just the haircuts and i'm gonna go and see if you can figure out the nazi by just the haircut all right okay we're we're gonna start this is gonna be like who wants to be a nazi millionaire we're gonna start with the first level all right so go to number one well number one's hitler that's come on that's a (laughs) gimme that's 50 that's That's 50 points right there all right Number two. Number two is Goebbels. Okay. Now you're <laughs> now you're now you're really beginning to impress me. Number three. Uh, number three. That's a tough one. A Martin Borman, maybe. No, okay. I. You know, although it's it's Borman esque, yeah. but um, think spectacles. Spectacle. Oh, Albert Scheer. No. No, that would Speer. Speer. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Number three is Himmler. Oh, Himmler. Okay. okay. Uh, number four. You cut it off over the, the glasses. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Uh, Goering. Yep. Number Herman four. Goering. Yeah. Number five. Number five. It looks kind of like. Uh, it's actually the best haircut of the bunch. Number five. Well, I was going to say it looks kind of like your hair. 1990. <laughs> when I was in seventh 1989 grade. 1989 or so. Okay. I. Uh, I don't know that's that. That's you already mentioned, Albert Speer. Albert Speer. Okay. And number six. That's Benny Hill. <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> it's Dick Sean from The Producers. Okay. <laughs> Played Hitler in The Producers. Um, a little piece of minutia about Dick Sean. Let's ring the minutia bell. Ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, he died on stage. He was a comedian. Right. And he died on stage doing a bit about having a heart attack. And he died of a heart attack. And nobody came to his rescue for, you know. 15 minutes because they thought it was part of the bit. Yeah, now, I've talked to you about this before. My biggest fear in life is an embarrassing an death. Embarrassing death. And that would qualify. That one would qualify. No one says, uh, you know, because I had heard that story about Dick Sean, too. No one says, oh, remember all of Dick Sean's great uh, yeah, right. performances? Yeah. They say, did you hear how he died? <laughs> it's true. It, it, it's true. It, it eliminates everything you've ever done before that. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about our buddy Dane, who was in the brewery. Yeah. in Czechoslovakia or wherever right. it was, and he entered the room where there was no oxygen. Right. I don't know how he ended up doing that at the brewery tour, and he almost died of no oxygen. Now, that would have been an awesome. That would, would have been. You know, hey, did you hear about Dane? He died in a brewery. <laughs> but but that perfectly encapsulates who he who he is right, as right. a person. All right, I have a, uh, a minutia story, and this is kind of a... Um, a little out of our comfort zone because uh, we've been married for so long, but there's... You know all about Tinder. The uh, Tinder app. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've never seen it, but it's the swipey left, right, yeah, swipe whatever. Swipe left, yeah, swipe right, right uh, depending on if you're interested right. or not. Sure. 
and it's it's widely known as a hookup mm-hmm. thing. I have friends that are d- divorced mm-hmm. and have shown me, you know, when they're when yeah. they first enter the dating world how sure. it works, and it's like really, yeah. like yeah. yes, if you just go this way, you can meet and. Well, bingo, the, bingo. the woman has what? to do, women has to do the same thing. They have to you have to have two lakes, right? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, this is a story about a woman, uh, and this is happened in New York, who said yes to many, many, many men, yeah, all at the same time to have a date at the same time. And they all showed up at Union Square in New York at the same time as she did, right? So she manufactured like a, like a just a, a dozens of people to come at the same time. Dozens, okay. right? All right. According to New York Magazine, uh, the mastermind behind the stunt was Natasha Aponte, who is an Instagram model, whose uh, social media accounts have since gone private. Uh, by yeah, the way, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, she had. Her idea was to get all these guys to come to Union Square and then compete for her. Oh, like the compete like, a, for like a the date. Hunger Games for a date? Like the Hunger Games. Oh, my God. Um, plenty of the men walked away, but <laughs> hundreds of them stayed. Hundreds. We of will them call stayed. them the needy guys. <laughs> yeah. And guys were lining up. And here, uh, uh, one of them was uh, Eliezer Marte. He said, guys were lining up in line, and she was like, left, right, left, <laughs> Well, how right. humiliating. Yes. Um, let's see. He matched up with uh, Natasha on Tinder. She invited him out, just like the rest of the dupes. Uh, 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 with each of the guys she hoodwinked, she used the same exact script. The 22-year-old Spencer, who also matched up with her, said uh, it was clear that they had all been tricked. Yeah, sure. Some guys were holding flowers. Oh a lot of guys were excited to see this woman. Oh she was a con artist and a duplicitous liar, <laughs> says one of them. A representative for the uh, wannabe bachelorette denied an interview but told CBS2 that she organized the elaborate dating game to show the harassment women face in online dating by flipping the gender roles. Uh, yeah. She wanted attention and she got it. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Natasha something or other. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was thinking that maybe the problem is that the dating game is not on TV anymore. Do you remember the dating sure. game? The one that you kiss in the beginning or the, at the end, they, they blow yeah. kisses yeah, to everybody. You have the, the bachelor mm-hmm. or the bachelorette, and then you have three. Right. And, and you know, the bachelor game uh, on reality TV, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. 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 I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Right. But in this one, you get to ask questions. Right, you like, don't see them. You, you're not even allowed to see what they look like. Right, so it's all... It's all based on... And they know, ask those cool questions like, Bachelor number two, if you were a tree, what tree right, would you be? And right. Then, I looked up uh, the the old dating game to see some of the questions. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. And these, are, these are all good questions. I think that, that Natasha could use these. For instance, um, you know, what what is your idea of a perfect marriage proposal? Yeah. You know, they're... What are your favorite scents, men, women scents? You know, yep. scents not not like dollars right, and cents, sure, but, right. you know, scents. Yeah. Um, but then here are the fun ones. A kid comes up to you and kicks you in the shin. <laughs> what do you do? That's a great question. Yeah, it is. It is. Hi. Um, you need to cancel your weekend plans because of rain. So what do you do instead? You can learn a lot sure. about sure. somebody from that. Um, let's see. And this one is my my favorite one. If you could be a circus performer, which act would you be? I'd be the midget. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be the midget in the car. I'd be the no, actually, that'd be no, uncomfortable. The fat lady, or would you be the fat lady? <laughs> okay, the, I, or the yeah, the bald, fat, bearded lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, probably would not get you the date. No, however. but it'd be well. But what it, would be the best circus? Like, which performer has the most fun in a circus? Well, see, this is something we should talk about in case we ever get on the show. Uh, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the guy who's whipping the tigers. No. Because the tigers can get a little pissed. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, like an acrobat. Yeah. You know, that kind of implies that you're fit. Yeah. And you, you know, you're flexible. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I think for the dating scene, yeah. the acrobat might be the best. Or the trapeze. Yeah. Um, you don't want to go high wire because high wire has all sorts of bad implications. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ringmaster. Oh. I think maybe because the, they got to wear the oh. cool hat. And, yeah, uh, and they run the show. In charge. Yes, I think I'd be the. Yeah, all right, I'd be the ringmaster. All right, I'd pick you. All right, your turn. Hey, Rick, we got a winner, buddy. Okay. Well, we've got a winner and a no winner. You know how last week oh, yeah. we introduced our five dollar sweepstakes yeah. that the first person that uh, emails us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail will win five bucks. Right. Uh, well, we didn't give the email address i guess <laughs> right we didn't so nobody did it uh so we, we are going to have a rollover it's now 10 bucks really yes for the first person to email minutia men podcast at gmail.com and what we should we have to have them put something in the subject line so what uh money 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 okay three monies yeah uh you go money 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 in the subject line the first person to email us will get 10 bucks cash okay. It's all time stamped. Right. You can't. Uh... Right. And if nobody does it this time, we're not doing it again because it's humiliating that no one is. But we also, we do have another winner, Patty P uh, from Schaumburg, Illinois, just right down the street. Uh, what she did is she retweeted and followed us on our yeah. Twitter account. And she won a copy of The Diary of a Wrigley Field Usher by Bruce Bohr, one of our big hits, and a Crying Cub t-shirt. She's from Chicago, so this is uh, right up her alley. She's only getting two prizes because we're running a little thin in the prize catalog or the prize cabinet. Um, And again, all you got to do is retweet and follow us for a chance to win. You know, um, I met another listener. listener. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I was interviewed by a a radio station in uh, Naperville. Mm -hmm. His name is uh, Brandon Herman. Uh, hats off to Brandon. Yeah. Uh, the Herman Show. The Herman Show. He listens. So uh, welcome again. Yeah. Herman, you can uh, send your email address and maybe get a 10 bucks. <laughs> Please, someone email us. Oh, don't, that sounded pathetic. That sounded pathetic. Well, speaking of pathetic. Yeah. Should I go into the next story? Yeah. Um, now, this doesn't apply to us because we have no experience in this area. Okay. But sometimes guys have a tough time adjusting to life after they've been dumped. Yes, not us. No, no. no we, uh, this story comes out of Yeovil, England. Yeovil. <laughs> Y-E-O-V-I-L. I would like to go back and, and check out the last podcast we did that did not have a story from England. <laughs> right. Okay. I know. We do get a lot of uh, material from our friends overseas. Um, the story comes out of Yeovil, England. Here's the headline. Man who posed as his ex-fiance's dead mother in a bid to win her back has been sentenced. What's the crime? Uh, I think a restraining order. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Roy Meadwell, 51, from Yeovil, broke the terms of a restraining order when he sent Kay Wimbury 
a letter pretending to be the ghost of her mother. Oh, my God. The letter told Mrs. Winberry she had made a terrible mistake. Oh, you made a terrible mistake in rejecting Meadwell and added all you have to do is call him. So he writes a letter posing as his dead or his fiance's dead mother. How how off the <laughs> reservation do you need to be to think that this is going to work? Right, exactly. He was sentenced to four months in prison, but suspended for two years. Um, and also, Meadwell has been banned from uh, contacting Ms. Winbury, probably also from writing letters from her dead mother, um, for the next four years. Uh, and he is banned from entering Cornwall, <laughs> where she lived by the restraining order. Uh, so, yes, think about how unbelievably needy you must be to, well, to think and, that, and, that. And just your strategy. Is, yeah. You know, so, if if the, if your mother's coming back, she's not coming back to tell you to date right. this guy. She's telling you, she's coming back to say things like, your outfits are terrible. <laughs> right. You're fat. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Maybe you should lose some weight. <laughs> you know, you, I think you might be drinking a little bit too much. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. I'm watching you now. You know, I know what you do in your room at night, <laughs> yeah, young lady. Right. <laughs> right. That guy, you don't have a chance with him. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly true. So, uh, yeah. So, Mr. Um, what was his name? Uh, um, Roy should have taken a different tactic. Yeah. Let's be honest. The, okay. the dead mother then. Agreed. Right. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century. With Rick and Dave. So I knew you were going to be leaving town mm-hmm. and leaving the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I wanted to give you a parting gift. And so I spent That's nice. quite a bit of time looking through all the Cubs to see if I could find the perfect Cub for you. Uh, uh, the the Dave Stern of Cubs. So a Cub that has my personality, my looks. What uh, what are the criteria for yeah, what is the... Perfect? I think that just uh, if you had to pick one, if you if you if somebody told you the biography of every Cub ever, which you can Which find, you actually have, but yeah. go on. <laughs> I haven't told them all to you yet, <laughs> but they are all available at JustOneBadCentury.com. Um, I think that this man that I picked out who played for the Cubs in 1898 okay. would be your favorite. All right, well, let me describe him. Good guy, polite, funny, um, good with the ladies, right? Uh, hmm. um, swimmer's build. <laughs> okay. Maybe I should just tell you <laughs> about him. His name is Frank Isbell. Frank Isbell, born in 1875. In uh-huh. fact, born this week in 1875. Okay. Um, Isbell got his start with the Cubs, but his best years were with the White Sox. White Sox. Okay. That's right. your favorite team. Okay. He was the starting second baseman on the 1906 White Sox. Uh, I played second base in Little League at Pottawatomie Park. But what is what is what is important about the 1906 White Sox? Well, they Sox? beat the Cubs in the World Series. So okay. not only so yeah, now right, it's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was also prematurely bald. Yeah. Okay, and there's it, the hook right there. It was it? a little sensitive about it. <laughs> so yeah. his teammates called him the bald eagle. Guys are great, isn't it? <laughs> as soon as you give a guy what, you know, some vulnerability, they uh they make a nickname out of it. I'm sure he told people that uh he was called the bald eagle because he could fly. Right, exactly. I can, I can fly around and he did steal over two hundred and fifty bases in his career. Only three of them were for the Chicago Cubs. The rest of them were for the Frank Chicago Isbell. Frank Isbell. 
the bald eagle. Love that guy. Dave's favorite cub of all time. You know who my favorite White Sox that is commiserate with you? What's that? Gout Boy. Gout Boy Gout played Boy. in 1892. Hmm. Yeah. He, I, uh, I think you're making that up. Uh, he, you know what you need to do? You need to write every yeah. Sox player ever. And then you, and then we can discuss these yeah, things yeah. as as equals. So are you? You're updating it every year, then, right? Yeah, because there's nukes at the to, end of the year. Right. I don't do it throughout the year. Well, you just got um, there's too many during the year, and at the end of the year, you know, I add like whatever. There's usually twenty. I was going to say twenty or twenty five. Yeah. Uh, now, do the Cubs? You can play like you, Darvish, for instance, right? Who may never pitch again yeah. for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, for twenty six million dollars a year, <laughs> he is he is in the he's obviously going to still be in there because he did pitch he yeah. has pitched this yeah. year yeah right. he he won a game <laughs> that's going to be one that just haunts us forever okay it's time for our final feature a random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety time now for celebrity potpourri with rick and dave so this is the part of the show where dave reaches into the costco jar and pulls out a name of uh you know uh in that entire costco jar of celebrities not one nazi You've I, never met a I've Nazi. I've never met a Nazi. Not even like a janitor Nazi that Well, well, maybe. let let me ask you a question. You yeah. may not have ever knownly met. Yeah, that's true. I might actually well, you know, have been as involved was, in the German community. I was going to say, come on. I probably have. Yeah. Um Yeah. Well, I don't, and Robert Urich, did he ever play a Nazi? Uh no, I don't think so, but it's that it sounds like a German name, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Robert Urich is your um He's oh so that that's my celebrity yes. this week. No. Uh, so Robert Urich, um, this is kind of an interesting story actually. He was one of John Landecker's buddies in college. Really, they went to Michigan State together, and they I think John even filmed him in a you know TV commercial for a class. You know, really, they they would go hang out at this guy's house and have the hot dogs uh, and. You know, the, their wives became friends and, you know, they hung out. Yeah, okay. And when John came to Chicago, uh, Robert Urich at that time was acting in Chicago and, and they hung out here too. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were like, you know, right, real sure. friends, like, you know, our Us. college buddies. They did yeah. a podcast together. Right. Well, then Robert Urich moved out to LA uh, and did pretty good for himself. Did very well for himself. I think he is, it, well, he, he was at one time involved in more television series than any actor in history. What was his biggie? He was a PI, right? Or what was his? A Vegas. That's remember? it. Okay. He was sure. in Vegas. He was also, um, he was the, the love boat captain after a stooping. I, I, after stooping left, I, yeah, I could, I couldn't do that. He also did, um, the show SWAT. Remember that? I do remember SWAT. So he's kind of a poor man's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But he was in. You know, oh, he, he was in every show. Very Spencer good. Spencer for Hire. Yeah. Was another one of his. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, he did. Uh, you know, Love American Style. And, sure. You know, Love Boat. Can we and, get him on Celebrity Minutia Minute? He passed away about oh. ten years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> We're not going to get him. Well, no, yeah. we can get. The guy who wrote the letter, the ghost letter, see if he could get contact with Robert Urich. But so here's how we I did. So he and Landecker lost touch for years yeah. and years. 
And when he started doing that love boat thing again, and, and, and this was like a 2001, 2002 or something like that, um, we tracked him down. I tracked him down, mm-hmm. got him on the show, and there was like this reunion. And then they, you know, they became friends again and, and talked to each other via phone and stuff. And, and at that time, uh, Robert Urich was suffering from cancer. Yeah. But so they got to reconnect at the end, at the of, end of, his life. of his life. Uh, and two old college buddies. So that's, so you're, so you, story, you, you made, you made a, fr- that's you're nice. You, yeah. you create, it's not all fun and games at the radio station. <laughs> There's some real meat to that. Yes. Uh, and his, his wife, here's, here's my connection to it. His wife, uh, was Heather Menzies, who, um, played Louisa in the sound of music. Uh, his niece was wait no his wife oh really yeah Robert Eric's wife um, she's since passed away too I just got a text from Dolby okay uh, and we asked him to yes we open up earlier a, in the show yeah yes. we o- open up a Skype account here this is torture of the most inhuman kind worse than watching a Bears game okay so evidently you're right Dolby is having trouble with yes. Skype uh-huh. I can't get a password and I'm about to throw my phone off of Viaduct okay just got your voicemail was not able to get the secret password they kept asking for next time. Sorry for any inconvenience. This is not Dobie's fault. This yeah. is Dave's 100% fault. 100% Dave's fault. Uh, <laughs> the, this is torture of the motion. It's just getting a Skype. Come on. It's not that big of a deal. I know Dobie very well. I knew that this was going to be a problem. Right. Well, sorry that we are not able to do the minutia Minute, but uh, more than likely in the next 104 episodes, there will be another screw up at some point. Yes, it's very possible. So we'll be back again in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got to do the whole uh, we've been... Uh, the producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to know more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and also ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, if you uh, would like to pay homage to somebody, you can pay homage to Tony Lasano, mm-hmm. who is the producer of uh, Minutia Men uh, with Opie Productions, yeah. and not just with us, with lots of shows, and with he lots a of great shows. show. Great and we're distributed show. by Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits Podcast right. Network, who also does a lot of well, great shows. most people don't realize this. He goes to everybody's house and downloads it on their computer every time they subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. He's, all, all he does all yeah. day is He's, drive around yeah. to people's houses yeah, exactly. to do that. Uh, and we will be back in two weeks sure. with another episode of Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and friends. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart, WLS in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't I, blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. That's got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or whatever. Right. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny and 70. <laughs> and like yesterday was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically we do seven day forecasts and right. I go well seven days it sometimes changes seven times in those seven days <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate oh, it does. so has the earth been knocked off its axis I, I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that uh, from the conspiracy idiots at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and-
And that's exactly where we're going. Masano and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.